Okay, uh, friends, good morning. Every minute of your time is valuable. So we will uh, try and pack in as much this morning in terms of uh, <clears throat> the word of the Lord. Thank you very much for the joy of being able to share this morning. <clears throat> uh, very quickly, let me uh, thank CBMC India. And I want to wish you very differently from the kind of wishes that you've been receiving uh, in the in the past week or today is the 10th of 2020 so I want to wish you something very very differently and I want to wish you a happy new year <clears throat> it's just not in a manner of speaking or not just in the case of being different I'm sure that there would be many resolutions that you would have made and of course by the next week probably those resolutions would have disappeared. Of course, this is not painting all of us with the same brushstroke. The reason why I say Happy New Year is because we, we hear but we do not listen. And what happens is that uh, very often different voices invade our ears and we get uh, influenced by them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm from the media and therefore I'm beginning to see exactly what is playing out on our televisions, on our radio and uh, so much of misinformation causing doubt, causing various other aspects. So uh, I want to point out to Psalm chapter 85 and verse 8 where the psalmist says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. He makes a decision. He makes a commitment. <clears throat> I will when he says, I believe he will do and he does. I will hear what God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace unto his people. He's so convinced that the Lord will not give him any bad news. <clears throat> the Lord will not give him any news other than peace. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But then there's a warning there, but let them not turn again to folly. <clears throat> you know? There are many things that have invaded our lives in the last two years. And uh, we often wonder, even while wishing each other, saying that, uh, I mean, will it be a happy new year? <clears throat> there's an element of doubt. There's an element of uncertainty. And it's a very valid one. It's not to say that these thoughts that invade our minds is, is, is not valid. But then do we remain in them? Do we continue to sort of relish them? Do we continue to, uh, you know, look at doom and gloom and things like that? So these are some of the aspects in terms of this morning's topic that I chose, which is can God, and that is there in the scriptures. It's not a vague, it's not a somebody, <coughs> uh, they doubt it. And in fact, uh, we can see early in the word of the Lord where uh, <coughs> the, the question of uh, Sarah and uh, Abraham. I mean, when the Lord came and said that you shall have a son, I, he said, this is, this is crazy. 
I mean, look at my body, look at my husband, you know. I mean, these are the thoughts that went through Sarah. In fact, one of the topics that I deal with, first for myself and for the rest, wherever I'm sharing, is why did Sarah laugh? It's a record in there, you know, Sarah laughed. So let's, uh, um, as this is a new year, as well as the first day of the week, let's look at some thoughts and as we go along. I wonder how many of you have been following uh, the uh, the news or the matter regarding the James Webb Telescope. Okay, uh, it's a it's a tremendous piece of engineering of technology, and uh, you know NASA and two other countries I think have got together to put this thing together. And recently they had this challenging task of putting the different mirrors together and mind you this is remote I mean, when we are building and we are in a construction site you can see the mishaps you can see the 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 problems that take place but this has been done absolutely perfectly and i believe i believe this is because of the grace and the mercy of god though they, they don't talk about it, though they don't even mention it now just for a moment for us to talk about this telescope, it will be, it's called the James Webb Space Telescope. It will be the premier observatory for the next 10 years or for the next decade. And what's its task? What's its purpose? It will serve thousands of astronomers worldwide. It will help them to study every phase in the history of our universe. Amazing, isn't it? It will help them to study the every phase of the history of our universe and where ranging from the first luminous glows, they had written there while I was researching the subject, since the Big Bang. Can you imagine? They do not want to accept in the beginning God created. In the beginning God created. I mean, that's, that's exactly how the word of the Lord begins. So I keep wondering that if are they going to are they going to study when the Lord said that there be light? Is there some way of studying that aspect as far back in time? They will look at the history of the universe, which I shared here, ranging from the first luminous glows to the formation of the solar systems capable of supporting life on planets like Earth to the very evolution of our own solar system. It's interesting how far they will go and of course they've put this marvelous powerful telescope which will seek, which will see or attempt to see all those happenings at that particular time. I just want to give you uh, another aspect, you know. We don't have to be students of astronomy to be able to understand and to be able to see, to believe, to comprehend how great our God is. It is said that the sun takes up the majority of the solar system. And our sun, I mean the word massive is too small, too tiny to be able to describe, you know, the size of the sun. Its mass, we are told, is a is around 330,000 times. 330,000 times in terms of the size of our Earth, 
and it accounts for 99.86% of the total mass in our solar system. Okay, that's, that's one element of God's great creation and there are galaxies and we are told some galaxies are still to be, to be discovered. And we, are, we also learn that million Earths can fit into the sun. So you, so you get a sense of size. Let's get a sense of scale. Million Earths, which itself is large, can fit into the sun. And yet there is this question, not only by unbelievers, not only by atheists. I learnt a new word that there are not only atheists, but there are people who are apathetic, who are not interested, who do not even care anything. And in fact, if they think about God, then this is the question, can God? Okay. I mean, is he there in the first place? Is he in control? How, you know, how demeaning it is to the years of God, isn't it? And very often we also fall into this particular temptation of, of being, you know, uh, going into this, not that we want to disrespect the Lord our God, but, you know, in this situation, I believe that he is, but can he do anything about the things that we are going through? Two words that may go into our minds and let's look at it. In John chapter 1, verse 3, it says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That really answers the question. Can, can God, I mean, what we have is everything that he has created. Nothing was created, nothing came into being without him. And without him just speaking the word. Let there be light. That was it. I also began to read in Job chapter 12, and Job says, ask the beasts, and they will teach you. The birds of the heaven, ask them, they will teach you, and they will tell you. I wish we knew their language. Or the bushes of the earth, Lord, bushes of the earth, and they will teach you, and the fish of the sea will declare to you, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? This is the question. You tell me who amongst all these, which are the beasts, the birds, the birds, the fish, they will not tell you that the hand of the Lord has done this. In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. The very breath of the person asking God or saying that can God is in the life of the Lord's hands. In Romans, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Can they deny that? Can they say, is there a sky? Is there an earth? Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. And hear the statement, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. They have no excuse. Neither you nor me have any excuse. Saying, and of course, we want to divert this. We want to use other kind of words and say, oh, it was the Big Bang. It's like saying that, you know, all the components of a watch were thrown into the sky and it fell and became a watch. Isn't it? 
So it's very important for us to think again about the majesty, the greatness. I, I, I cannot find the words that will be adequate to actually fully describe him. That's why in the book of Ezekiel, you'll find that Ezekiel, most of the time he says what? Like. It was like this. It was like these precious stones. Or the, you know, he, that's the maximum that he could get into in terms of describing what he was saying. Coming back to this telescope, you know, it's interesting, rather tragic, that we trust man's capabilities to put this intricate telescope together, but doubt the creator of the universe, and we keep asking, can God? No. This is us. This is me. It's a very pertinent question at the, in, in, in terms of the history of time that we find ourselves in, particularly that we are now plagued. I don't know how many more plagues that are going to come by, but you know, in all these situations, can God do anything about it? Okay? So let's move on. Can God? Friends, the answers are here. If anybody asks the question, is we have a ready answer, we do not have to concoct it, we do not have to manipulate it, we do not have to go to Google or Wikipedia, show them the word of the Lord. And it's for us too. You want answers? I mean, it's good to ask our elders, good to ask our pastors, etc. Ask God. The answers are here. This is something which sounds blasphemous. This is exactly what I say in my sessions or wherever I have the opportunity to do so. Stop reading your Bible. Start hearing it. Stop reading your Bible. Start hearing it. When I travel, and of course travel has stopped, very often you're stuck in an aircraft for about 14 hours. I don't want to waste that time by not sharing the word of the Lord with the, with the <clears throat> uh, person next to me. But I can't just sort of trespass into his life or his time. So when I open the Bible, they invariably ask me, that's the Bible you're reading. And I said, yes and no. So they get the yes part and they say, why are you saying no? I said, what is your question? Said, is that a Bible you're reading? I said, yes. And I said, no, because I'm not only reading it, I'm hearing it. That's the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord cannot be just confined to printed matter. Yes, in a sense that if he speaks to us, our eardrums will burst. His voice calms the oceans, the waters. That's just to give us a, a kind of a, you know, iota of the power of God when he speaks and the power of God in the th way that he does things. Now let me point us to more practical, realistic situations. Look what is happening in our nation. Things that have never happened before. We've had a general sense of peace, but now that entire peace is contrary to what God speaks. He speaks peace. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. That was the first communication. So then the question is, and very, in a sense, valid is, we ask them, can God really save our country and other nations around the world? Can he actually, you know, do something about these world leaders who are doing these things, who are making such policies, etc.? Coming back, I chose this picture because even kids are on the street saying, don't divide us. You know? 
So can we just simply be some kind of apathetic? By the way, I forgot to mention to you that from apathy, uh, from the word atheist, they've they've done another kind of a blend, and they've called them apatheists, which means that they not only believe in God, but they don't even care what is happening around us. Can God save nations? Can God save the very parliament that we hear of and where the decision making is happening? Probably we have not even thought about it. Maybe we have also as a church become apathetic. And I am not just saying this, but in the sense of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Should that be just some kind of a statement which we, which we kind of dismiss it and say it's the Lord's prayer. No, it is the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray. But where are the answers? The answers are there in the previous slide which I showed you. Is God himself speaks to us through his word. And did he not save Paul? Paul who was just going to the high priest to be to get permission, you know, to drag out all the people of God and the believers of God and put them into jail or put them into death and look what they did to Stephen, right? They are all in the word of God. Not as a historical piece, but to tell us that this is exactly what people did and this is exactly what God did. So we need to hear the Lord speak. You know, <laughs> uh, the way the Lord... I think I, I wrote somewhere in one of the posts saying that, you know, I, I don't even think that the church ever prayed for Paul. It was not, not in their scanner. It was not even within their mindset that we need to pray for these people. Can God? Can God change things in India? Can God change the political system in India? I live in the north and you can see every day there's so much of mess in our cities and according to... And so much is being made about a 20-minute breach. Can you imagine? A breach in security. You would be reading all about that. People are dying, right? People are in poverty. People were walking from our city back home during those COVID times. Who did care? Who did any? Did anybody care? And you remember, God sends Jonah, Jonah... He's really a Jonah. In fact, we use the term, oh, he is a Jonah. Not in, in very uh, terms of commendations. He never believed, he never even wanted the city of Nineveh to be saved. Did God have to wait for somebody like Jonah or somebody else to say, really can God save the city of Nineveh? He did. It is written there. It is written there not just for a historical piece. It's just not written there for someday for us to do a Sunday sermon. It is for us to believe that what he did there and then with Paul, Nineveh and other cases, he can and he will do whether we ask him or not. But it will be wonderful where he tells us with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known unto God. Oh, we can speak for us, but, you know, just want to leave this. All of us know about the, the Lord's word to Ezekiel in, the, in, in Ezekiel. Say, the Lord asks him, can these bones live? And interestingly, what Ezekiel says is, his response is, he doesn't say that, yes, you can, or 
I wonder or anything like that. He says, Lord, you know. In other words, what I read from these two or three words, you can do anything and everything. I cannot tell you. But today we have the opportunity for us to take a request with thanksgiving and make it be known however unimaginable, unimaginable it is. Now, for instance, you see what's happened is we have been invaded by this drastic devilish disease. Again, we are told we are created by man. Okay. And then, of course, we also have what? Now, we are talking about variants as if it's some kind of flavors of ice cream. Okay. And therefore, you know, when we go from day to day, how can we say a happy new year? But I was deliberate in saying a happy new year, this, this particular component of us, or this faculty of us. Can these bones live? And you know exactly what happened. Now, for instance, today, my question will be, is to ask the Lord, can these institutions which have gone bust? Have these political systems which have broken down? Someone has rightly said that COVID did not destroy our systems. COVID exposed our broken systems. Can these bones live? Can this business of mine be resurrected? Can the markets that I was serving now moved on because of a paradigm shift or technological shift? Do I still have a place in this, Lord? Can these bones live? I wish we had time to really extrapolate and take this in terms of the, the present systems that we face. Ezekiel's response, Lord, you know. And I'm waiting for you to tell me what you've done. I'm waiting for, for me to see what you've done. God can do the unimaginable. He can do the unthinkable. We cannot even think. And I began to... As I began to share, uh, sorry, as I began to study and as I began to see, Lord, what is it that, that you would have me, you know, I, I say I'm God's postman. <laughs> so, what is it that you want me to say for the Monday morning? And then I was led to the story of Elisha and the accent. I, I must confess, it's been a long time since I even referred to this or talked about this. You remember that particular story, a man borrows an axe and then he's, he's trying to cut and, and the axe head comes off and it falls and, and he is absolutely beside himself because he's borrowed this axe. Now, now, if you look at it, I mean, isn't it an insignificant story? I mean, you can put it that way. But look at the significance of this is then Elisha looking at this man's, uh, you know, plight. He, he says, look what he says. He says, you know, just just get, let's, let's put in a little stick into the water, a twig. And then, you know, what happens? This man would have thought, is, is this man crazy? Is he gone out of his head? I mean, that's gone. It's in probably in the depth of that particular river, wherever it fell. But as Elisha puts this particular stick or puts this twig, the Lord does a marvelous work and the axe head swims to the top. Why did the Lord put this particular incident into, uh, into the word of God and into our lives? It is to tell us on a morning like this 
that trust him to do the unimaginable. Don't confine him. He cannot be confined. Your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Friends, God can do the imaginable. So let me just, I just gave you this to provoke you this morning to think about the things that God can do and for us to plead with him. I also wrote in one of the posts that let's stop praying for coughs and colds. <laughs> Very often we do that in our prayer meeting, isn't it? Or the fever. Friends, when you pray, God listens. And when you listen, God talks. And when you and I believe, God works. Marvelous. I leave you just with these three thoughts. Dare to ask. Dare to ask for the unimaginable. Our God is great. Our God is big. These words even do not confine that word. Believe. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I don't want to say that without faith. I mean, God doesn't even hear our prayers. But he says, he that made the year, will he not hear? Irrespective from whom it comes. And friends, claim. The word of the Lord is full of promises. It's a treasury. It's a huge bank account that we, we have not even tapped. Ask, believe, claim. Because God can. Well, let me conclude with this. God can. So the question should be reversed. Is not can God? God can much more than we can think or imagine. And therefore, friends, this is my new message, New Year message to each one of us who are on this platform. Think big. Not in terms of the telescope. Praise God for giving them the wisdom to do this, to scan what happened during those times. Think big means believe in Him, believe in God. Thank you very much. It's been a joy to be with you. And I'm going to wish you a happy new year. I wish you a happy new year in terms of listening in the beginning and happy new year at this moment. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless CBMC India with its endeavor to encourage people as the week starts with Monday Manor. Father, we, we bless you, Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and everything that is Within me, bless his holy name. We give praise and worship to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, through whom, through the grace and mercy that we have got up this morning, and that we have our being. Father, each one of us requires that individual touch from you when, those, when you ask those blind men, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, we remember from your word that he said, give us our sight. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, each one of us on this platform this morning, Lord, only you can do what we need. Only you can fulfill the void that is within us. So we pray, Lord, and with thanksgiving as to who you are, what you've left for us, what you are yet to do for us, because you say that, I has not seen nor ear has heard to them that love the Lord. So Father, we, we commit our lives, our families, our businesses all into your hands because Lord, we know we can trust you. Trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding is what you advise us. 
So Father, help us to enter this year looking up and leading a victorious life because we can claim what you have promised and what you have said. We ask all these things in Jesus' most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen.